Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we welcome Tom Perry, Product Manager at Teletracking, and Carlin Miller, Director of Market Development for Teletracking. Today, Tom and Carlin will share thoughts on Teletracking's newest solution, Community Placement. Community Placement is expanding Teletracking's reach beyond the walls of the hospital and into the post-acute space. Let's learn more about Tom and Carlin and this exciting work they're doing. Uh, my name is Tom Perry. I'm a product manager. I've been with Teletracking since oh, 2001, so for quite some time. Today my role is the product manager for the capacity management suite. Over that period of time, I've managed, launched a number of different applications into the market. Prior to that, I uh, had a various technology and process re-engineering roles in the advertising industry, in manufacturing, and logistics as well. So a common thread for me has always been streamlining communication and workflow through visibility, but also forecasting to find new ways to optimize processing. My name is Carlin Susan, and I am a nurse by trade. Uh, my background is a little more clinical in nature. I have spent the past 24 years in the post-acute and long-term care arenas in various roles. Some of my experience includes serving as the owner and administrator of New Horizons Care Homes. Most recently, I was the director of post-acute care for a sizable CCRC that offers skilled nursing, personal care, assisted living, home health, and hospice. I also currently serve as the president of the Partners in Personal Care organization. Community placement is an exciting development for teletracking because it's really expanding our reach into the post-acute space and really covering a full continuum of care. Could you describe the operational impact this is going to have to a health system and why this solution is really the next step in teletracking's overall journey? Sure, Susan, from a, from a clinical standpoint, I believe that, that this is certainly a key piece or, or what I would even refer to as a missing link, if you will, uh, in closing the loop. The product enables a quality acute to post-acute care transition which is far superior to the current process. Community placement creates a seamless pathway between the hospital and the skilled nursing facility, acute rehab facility, or really any other post-acute offering. The pathway promotes continuity of care, which as care providers, we all know that continuity is key for providing positive outcomes. We're seeing a significant change in the relationships between acute care facilities and post-acute facilities. There has never really been much integration between the two. Both have operated very independently historically. Now with the Bundled Payments for Care Improvement Initiative, or as it's commonly referred to, BPCI, hospitals are being pushed to assume greater risk for the care episodes. This risk extends well beyond the acute care discharge in the walls of the hospital. Hospitals are now looking for quality, strategic partners within the post-acute space to devise integrated care delivery models. This effort is aimed at decreasing readmissions and ultimately achieving better outcomes. It's actually a great thing. It's a, it's a positive impact for patients and will ultimately lead to better quality of care. A large factor in this vetting process and creating these partnerships is the development of these, these partnerships will hinge on how easy is it to transfer patients from the, the acute care arena to the post-acute facility. Yes, Carlin. Uh, 
what you're saying is that healthcare is not only delivered in the hospital anymore. So a patient's journey is going to include visits to a physician, to specialists, outpatient venues, urgent care centers now, and even facilities for rehab and long-term skilled nursing. So teletracking, we, the part of our journey is to help out with that patient's journey. And we've helped throughput and patient flow in the acute setting. We can extend that competency outside of those four walls into the post-acute venue. The patient's journey is going to continue beyond discharge from the hospital, and we want to ensure that that journey takes an efficient path to positive outcomes. Thank you both, and that leads me into my next question. What impact does this have on the acute care providers, the post-acute care providers, and most importantly, the patients and families that are receiving these types of services? So one thing I can highlight uh, for, for both is some operational discipline to really measure and constantly improve that process of having a patient go from the acute care setting to the post-acute setting. For those acute care providers, that also gives them an opportunity to open up more capacity for more patients sooner than they could before. And for the post-acute providers, Carlin spoke about this earlier, is visibility and, and also the ability to create a tighter relationship within the healthcare network. And for the patients and families, the impact is certainly less wait time. And that's a great point, Tom. And to spin off the, of the time factor, I believe the impact is substantial for several reasons. Perhaps the most prominent is, in fact, time which also results in lost revenue. As the proverbial phrase goes, time is money and this is no exception. From the time a patient is referred by the physician to a post-acute facility, the current process can be cumbersome and full of unknowns. The hospital's discharge planner can spend hours and in some cases days trying to find an accepting facility for a patient. The process often includes several phone calls, many electronic messages via patient referral software, emails, text messages, etc. Obviously this can be a frustrating process for providers, but it's exceptionally frustrating for patients and their families. So the scenario often plays out like this. We have an often elderly individual with compromised health, navigating in what's likely uncharted waters, if you will, with limited or no experience with the discharge or transfer process. We then sprinkle in the element of the unknown. So the patient's often being told, we're not sure where you're going or when you're going, but as soon as we know, we'll make arrangements to get you there. If you've ever experienced this personally or witnessed it, it's certainly a stressful time that community placement can prevent. Could you talk a little bit about how the technology piece of this works and how this is really helping overcome these challenges that we've just been discussing? Well, the, the two key ways that, that community placement really impacts this process are around visibility and communication. So now a health system has transparency to understand which beds are available, which beds will become available beyond the four walls of their hospital into their post-acute care partners. So they can make decisions, more educated decisions in order to, to get that patient to those venues. For the post-acute facilities themselves, I mentioned this before, but it, it can't be stressed enough, operational discipline. The more that you can have a process be repeatable, you can also take that process apart and continue to fix it. And Carlin, you have some experience with this. You talked about how that process can be somewhat disjointed on the communication side and even on the operational side. This now gives them that discipline to be able to follow some practice 
in order to have better outcomes. To expand upon that a little bit, Tom, absolutely. In the, from the post-acute perspective, uh, based on my experience and based on conversations that I've recently had with post-acute management level folks, the post-acute space welcomes this direct link to referral services with open arms. Community placement provides the post-acute providers several valuable tools. It's a direct link to a key referral source, which provides a consistent referral path, aiding in census stability. And census stability, obviously, is our, you know, our revenue source. Secondly, by, sh- by streamlining the referral process, it helps with staffing and simplifying the role of our admissions coordinator. We take a lot of moving parts and we kind of condense them down into one. It also prevents transfer miscommunications. Transfer communications are certainly very common and very costly and and time-consuming. And last but certainly not least, it will improve patient outcomes by creating that integrated care delivery that we talked about earlier. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. We take pride in bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow, as well as tips on industry best practices to help ensure patients get the right care in the right place at the right time.